In today's show, we're recapping the action from Thursday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode of Locked On Fantasy Basketball is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't need or want or that you simply forgot about and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we're available on all platforms. Only the three games on today, but we're going to cover some news. We're going to do a Watfo. And uh, yeah, I won't take up too much of your time today. Let's get into the news. There is a little bit of news to get to today. Um, Kyra Lewis, torn ACL. There were people again yesterday after he got injured because the Pelicans announced it as a knee sprain. Oh, luckily he avoided the worst. He did not. Obviously, avoid the worst. He suffers a torn ACL and torn MCL. It's a long recovery, 12 months. Um, this hurts what he's going to be able to do next season, where I thought there was a chance that maybe he could push into a larger role, year three, as a young player. But it's probably going to be unlikely as we head there. Like, yeah, probably looking at a December return from that. Uh, not great for him. He'd struggled as well this year and last year. And, you yeah, Towards the end of next season is going to be the real make-or-break time for Cairo Lewis. But bad news there. That means Thomas Sadoransky moves into that backup role. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Brown are still out for tomorrow's action. Porter with that thigh issue and Brown with the hamstring. That's five straight now that Jalen Brown's missed after returning. Maybe some might say a little bit too early from the hamstring injury. Rashawn Holmes also out for the next two games. Luckily, he avoided a concussion. But he had to have some surgery to, to uh, repair a laceration across his face, which is pretty not great. They do have a back-to-back Friday, Saturday. That means they're probably going to play Len, Thompson, and probably Chemezi Metu there. Um, I don't think any of them are must-roster 12-team league guys in the short term. You could stream them in. But, yeah, I don't think one of those guys really stands out there. Derek Jones Jr. in Chicago has entered the COVID protocols. That really opens things up. Maybe it's Alizé Johnson that we look at, perhaps. Um, Dylan Brooks is in the COVID protocols. Must add De'Anthony Melton. Not that he's a player, but Masai Ujiri has tested positive for COVID. And not that he's a player also, but Rick Carlisle has also tested positive for COVID. So just a bit of update there across the NBA. The biggest one there, of course, I think is Dylan Brooks with Melton getting that big bump there and Kyle Anderson for deeper leagues, Johnny Conchar for very deep leagues. And then whatever the hell happens with Derek Jones there, I think it's going to have to be Alizé Johnson. Maybe Marco Simonovic is going to have to play a little bit more and a little bit more Tony Bradley at backup center because they can't play Jones there. But the Bulls are obviously really, really low in players at the moment with um, Caruso out, with uh, DeMar DeRozan out, with Javante Green out, with Kobe White out. Also, and yeah, Patrick Williams out for the season with his wrist surgery. Let's look at the top ads over the last 24 hours in fantasy leagues. Um, Taylor Horton Tucker was grabbed in 18% of leagues or he jumped up 18% of leagues. I, I, that's not anything more than a stream for today, I would have thought. So you can go ahead and drop him. Uh, Terrence Davis up 14%. Absolutely worth taking a flyer on. I wouldn't say it's guaranteed that he's going to maintain good value, but 
take the flyer. Starter, 30 minutes, decent scorer, worth having a crack. Uh, the wiki Chris Boucher, I see people have uh, got sucked in again. Please don't. You can stream him, by all means, if Precious is out. But he played 22 minutes without Achua last game. And this is without Achua, without Ananobi, and without Birch. Right, this is not a long-term situation at all. Uh, Tyus Jones up 9%. Not sure he, why he wasn't rostered before that. Chris Duarte, Chris Duarte up 9%. Yep, grab him. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. I guess that's the absence of Anthony Simons there, but we don't really know um, yeah, how long Simons is going to be out. And, and I do think that when Simons does return, Smith's value drops pretty quickly. He's doing it without CJ, without Simons, and without Damian Lillard. And apart from CJ... Those guys are not long-term options. I made a mistake. That Jones, by the way, was Herb Jones, not um, Tyus Jones. Herb Jones, interesting 14-team league option, maybe a 12-team streamer. Um, Cody Martin up 6%. He's a stream option. Well, Dougie McDirt, I guess, is because of today. But they also have a back-to-back across the weekend, the Spurs. And McDermott can be at least a source of threes with a bit of scoring in there. In terms of the top drops over the last 24 hours, Muxy Kleber went down 17%. Sure, drop him. Dwayne Dedman down uh, 15%. I think he's a drop in, in uh, standard formats. Evan Fournier, the diseased scrotum, the stake enjoyer. He is a 12-team drop, I think. Nick Batum down 7. No problem with dropping him. I think he probably will have some 12-team value at times, but no worries with dropping him. Jalen Suggs, not sure why there was the big surge to drop him today. Eric Bledsoe down 5. Should have already been dropped. The Discman, City Arsman. He's a streamer and a 14-team league guy. And Kevin Herter down 5. No problem with dropping Kevin Herter. I still think he probably should be rostered, but... You know, he plays tomorrow. I would have held him for that game and then maybe dropped across the weekend to add a Spurs player in that position. But if you are like so many of us and you've just got too many subscriptions going on and you don't remember the ones that you signed up for over COVID, Truebill is here to help. Truebill is the service that helps you stop or identify first and then stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't need, you don't want, or the ones you simply forgot about. And because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there right when you need them to cancel those unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Realize that I forgot to do Watfo, so let's do Watfo now. The Watfo comes from Pavarotti GR. Thanks, Pavarotti. He says, what are the odds that the delicate dancer Alperen Sengun... It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. What are the odds that he plays under 25 minutes per game after the All-Star break? I think for him to get over 25, Christian Wood needs to be traded. And I'm not convinced that that's a likely thing to happen. So I'm going to say it's a 62% chance he plays under 25 minutes per game. Actually, I reckon that might even be low. But that's what I put in initially. I'm going to stick with 62. I reckon he's maybe going to be maybe a 21, 22-minute-a-night player. Maybe there is a trade. But I think we go under the 25 minutes for Alperen Sengun post-All-Star break. Let's go in now and have a look at the games for whatever day it was. Thursday in the NBA, only the three of them on. I hate that extremely light Um schedule that the NBA is throwing out there at the moment but that, that's that's fine we, we we deal with it we try and we try and uh, do our best and the Jazz did their best and smacked the Sixers 118-96 Rudy Gobert Rudy Gobert Rudy Gobert <laughs> 
it annoyed me all the bullshit the Timberwolves were talking about about how oh, he's overrated and mate go and guard someone you're not the best rim protector you guys got beaten by 32 points uh, and then Anthony Edwards and Patrick Beverly are out here talking shit like dickheads like have you just watch this guy play please I beg you he's really really good oh, but Josh he got played off the floor of the playoffs he did not and as a counterpoint to that he also did not 21 rebounds for Gobert in 29 minutes, 17 points in two blocks. He was excellent. Well, I'll tell you who else was excellent. I've, I've, I've stopped playing this sound because he actually is reining himself in a bit. The world. 14 and 10 for Hassan Whiteside in 15 minutes with two blocks. He is a stream option when you are looking for those... Um, when you're looking for those defensive and big man stats. That's what he provides. Don Mitchell, a bit of a harder go at things. 22 points on 19 shots with six assists, five threes, and two steals, while Ingles had seven assists in 24 minutes. So the last two games for Ingles have been pretty good. I think that's largely because Conley has played just 24 minutes as they've really been able to keep him fresh in the back-to-backs. 25, actually, for Conley today. 10-2-4. and four. He had 24 yesterday. Royce O'Neal was cranking before this. He was top 40 before today's game. Now, over the last two weeks, because he had a true shooting, I think, of like 110% which seems impossible, but he was hitting everything. That cooled off somewhat. Usage was well down. Seven points, four rebounds, 60% shooting. I don't think that O'Neal is going to be able to maintain top 100 numbers. He does it in the um, the low-volume stats. So he gets some steals, rebounds okay with good field goal percentage. But his field goal percentage is so far above what he's done in the past that I do think there's going to be some sort of drop-off coming. If you want to talk about drop-offs in field goal percentage... J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. 11 points in 28 minutes for Clarko. He is still rostered in almost every 12-team league. He should not be. He can. Um, yeah, he, he can be a 12-team league guy if it's the right build, but he doesn't have to be. Like, he doesn't have to be rostered in every league. He's not that good. And the, op- the upside's not even that high either. So I don't know why he's rostered in that many. Well, Boyan Bogdanovich did a great thing. 14 points. Nothing else. No threes, rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. Got to the line seven times. Hit six of them. Nice score at night. Everything else was really bad. On to the Philadelphia 76ers. Embiid had 19-9, three steals and a block. A trip to the locker room with sore ribs. Doc saying he wasn't even sure he was going to play him after halftime because he didn't like the vibes of the team or some bullshit that he was saying. While Toby Harris, the thick hogsman, had 17-7. and seven, But overall, just a poor night from the Sixers. You look at Tyrese Maxey's line, you go, maybe I'm going to drop him. Don't. He had 11 points, two steals in 26 minutes. He suffered a really hard fall early on and went to the locker room. That's why the minutes are down. Overall, like the shooting was much better. The usage from him is still down. It's still not great, but over 20% he is better than it was. I am holding Tyrese Maxey. Shake Milton had seven points in 24 minutes. Well, Danny Green is not a 12-team league guy. Missed all five of his shots. Matisse Thibel, the painter, is not a 12-team league guy. He had seven points on eight shots. Furkan Korkmaz can't shoot anymore, apparently. He's been in a slump, I'd say, all season. Just horrendous shooting. Well, Seth Curry had 18 points in his 33 minutes of action. And good to see him continuing to play at a pretty high level. Guys, it's Christmas time. And we know what Christmas time means. It's the holiday season. It means delicious treats. It means fueling ourselves up for the energy of facing our family, facing the shopping centers. And that means Built Bar. Built Bar is the best of both worlds. It's delicious and it's also healthy. Low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, low in calories, but also high in protein. And there are so many flavors that you'll have difficulty choosing. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor as well. I, I just, I can't risk bringing that up at Christmas. Yeah, what's your favorite flavor? I don't want to have to, 
I, look, I don't want to have to fight my son. If I have to, I will. He's a coconut man. I'm a co cookies and cream. Like, I don't want to have to fight him. But if it gets brought up, maybe that's how it comes. Maybe I have to show built bar dominance. Maybe I have to show that I'm built different, just like built bar. So head to built.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and save 15% off built bar. Maybe you have to spell built bars as well. B-U-I-L-T, built bars. B-A-R, not Bill Burr, not Bilk Bar, not Bilt Burr. Like it's, it's Built Bar, Built Bar, Built Bar, Built Different. When you're looking for the best place to put props, odds, lines, contests, better line, it remains number one. As football season marches towards the playoffs, head to the updated desktop or mobile site. Sign up today using our promo code LOCKEDON and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline has everything that you need. So don't wait to take advantage of all of their amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline is where the game starts. Game two, the Los Angeles Lakers. The shitfulness continued for LA as they lose to a Grizzlies team missing Ja Morant and to a Grizzlies team missing Dylan Brooks. That is shocking. LeBron, he was pretty good. A fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. Um, 20 and 10, 11 assists, four steals, two blocks. Great game. Anthony Davis, 22 and 8. All right game. Russell Westbrook, shocking. Nine points on 33% shooting. One of four from line. Now, Westbrook had been playing well. Or better. This was terrible. 25% from the line, 33 from the field. He had seven assists. He is the 51st ranked player this season. Why are people still holding on to Carmelo Anthony? Can you please just get rid of this bloke? He's 125th for the season, 239th the last two weeks. He had seven points in 22 minutes. Everything he did to begin the year was a mirage. Please, I beg you, if anybody here is in a 12-team league or a 14-team league, please drop Carmelo Anthony. I know when I tell you there's droppable players that you know, don't have to drop them for no one, drop him for no one. That's how passionate I am. I don't think Taylor Horton Tucker's a 12-team guy. 10 points in 27, while um, they started Dwight Howard in the second half. Dwight Howard's been added in a bunch of 12s as well. You can stop that. Stop it right now. You can drop him as well, while uh, uh, Malik Monk had 6 points in 23, and Avery Bradley 10 points in 29 minutes. There are just too many players getting too many minutes that don't need minutes. Avery Bradley, Carmelo Anthony. These are guys, not guys you should be relying upon for 25-plus minutes in the year 2021. Not even the year 2021, December 2021. We don't need to be relying upon these guys to do this. It's a horribly constructed roster, and the rotations are equally horrible. I know that Ariza and Nunn will make a difference, but Ariza's a million years old. Kendrick Nunn has never been good. Are you relying on them to turn your season around? I hope not. For the Grizzlies, Desmond Bain. Massive sell-high moment for Desmond Bain, I think. 23 points, 5 threes, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block. I'll tell you why, because the two top usage guys on this team are out. So he got more shots. Simple as that. When they were healthy, he was like the 140th best player. Like he wasn't playing particularly well. And now, he's rolling. Sell high if you can. Add DeAnthony Melton. 12-4-6, two steals, two triples. Until Jar and Brooks come back, he's a must-roster player. And Jaron Jackson Jr., while I think he's a bit of a sell high, he is really good. 25 points, 5 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 threes. 50% shooting. He's 38th over the last two weeks. He's now 50th for the season. He can still get better than this. He's not a sell high. 
Tyus Jones remains must roster, 12-4-6 with two steals. And how amazing is this? That both DeAnthony Melton and, and Tyus Jones had 12 points, two threes, four rebounds, six assists, and two steals. You do not see that ever. They had exactly the same line outside of percentages. Steven Adams grabbed 13 boards in 30 minutes. I don't think that Steven Adams is must roster. He's fine if you are looking for some um, rebound numbers, but otherwise I don't really care for it. Johnny Conchar in deeper leagues, six rebounds, three assists, three steals. He's going to get extra run with Brooksy out or Jarrett Culver. Jarrett Culver. Holy shit. Two steals and a block in 16 minutes with eight points. Maybe in 30-team leagues, you want to add Culver for the short term with Brooks out. Otherwise, he's just not going to play. But a massive win for this Grizzlies team with so many players. All right, so let's go to the last game of the night. And the San Antonio Spurs, they handled the Denver Nuggets pretty easily in the end. It was 123-111. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Big, big Chungus, big Chungus, big Chungus. 22, 13, and 10, two threes, two steals, and a block. And the thing here with the Nuggets is we know they're banged up, but these guys aren't coming back. The only guy who could return is Austin Rivers. It's not looking good. Aaron Gordon, big numbers. 25 and 6 on 75% shooting, so that's not real, but no threes. Farton Will Barton, 19, 3, and 4, good numbers, but after that, it gets really ugly. Monty Morris is okay, but he's not great. 13 points, 5 assists. Like, he's totally fine as a 12 team league guy. He's just not exciting. And then Faku had 12 points, four threes, three assists, a steal, and a block, which has some stream value in 12-team formats. Jermichael Green had nine points. He didn't do much. Uh, Jeff Green did even less. My name is Jeff. Four points in 23 minutes. A lot of people were adding Jeff Green because I think he was like top 80 for a two-week period. That was never going to sustain in my mind. It hasn't sustained. He's been really bad the last two games. I think you're much better off dropping someone like Jeff Green and streaming in on those nights. Well, the big stiffy himself, Bones Highland, had just five points in 14 minutes on 20% shooting. I don't think we need to hold him in 12-team formats. Um, maybe 14 teamers we hold on there, and then to see if more minutes can come his way later in the season. But on to the San Antonio Spurs. Maximum Derek. 23 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 2 threes. Top 80 player now this season, 64% shooting. Finally, the shots are going in. He was always doing everything else. He was getting the steals and the blocks and the rebounds and the assists. That was all there. But the shot wasn't falling and he had no usage. And now, it's firing up. Like, he's really good. Again. And for all of the hand-wringing and Josh bashing and this guy's just trash and all that sort of stuff, if you held on... You're going all right. DeJounte had 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 9 assists. Good game from him. While Lonnie Walker, also a big game. 21 points for Lonnie. Not much else. But remember, this came on good shooting, 58%, and the fact that Keldon was out. Keldon probably misses the next game. So you can stream Lonnie in for that Saturday game. But I wouldn't get too excited about Lonnie Walker. I am excited about Devin Vassell. Only 17 minutes, but 9 and 5 are still in two blocks. Vassell's a top 120 player in 25 minutes a game. I think at some point he's going to push to 27, 28, and that's going to make him yeah, sneak his nose inside the top 100. I would be adding him, and let's see where it goes. Dougie McDirt's a good weekend streamer, 17 points in 28 minutes, while Kata Bates Diop, he started, he had 7 and 9 with two steals. He's just a guy we leave for the deeper leagues who's not going to have any impact as we move forward. Interestingly, Joshy Primo, only 42 seconds. I thought we'd get a little bit more of him. A um, bit disappointing that he didn't play with Vassell back. I thought that he could take some of those minutes that maybe uh, Lonnie played or even some of the minutes that Bates Diop played. But we only got six minutes of Bryn Forbes, which is a positive sign for the future of this team. And one minute of Thad Young, of course, you can drop Thad Young 
if you are still holding him. But a huge win for the Spurs against the Denver Nuggets. Um, well, uh, what Derek White puts up, that big, big performance. Let's look at the lines of the night. It is going to the monstrous. It does go to LeBron James. The waiver wire line of the night does go to Lonnie Walker. He was great. And maybe you stream him on Saturday. The young gun of the night is Desi Bain. Great game from Bainey. Again, a sell-high moment with all those players out. And then the dud goes to his teammate, Steve Adams. Just rough percentages from the field. The line, no points. Good rebounds. Everything else was trash, though. The top players. The top 10 players today. Number one was LeBron. Two was Jokic. Three was Derek White. Four was Aaron Gordon. Five, Des Bain. Six, DeJounte Murray. Seven, Joel Embiid. Eight was Lonnie Walker. Nine was Rudy Gobert, and 10 was Jaron Jackson. And the top 10 guys rostered in under 50% of leagues. Lonnie Walker, we just talked about. Stream him in on Saturday, maybe. Hassan Whiteside, a great streamer. Number three was Faku, good 14-team league guy. Number four was Drew Eubanks, ignore that. Avery Bradley, five, ignore that. Joe Ingles, minutes up, value up with Conley seeing limited minutes. Ingles is more of a streamer on a day like today, though. Jarrett Culver, 30-team leagues. Uh, Kyle Anderson, 14 teams. Johnny Concha, 16 teams. And Rudy Gay is a solid 14-team league player. Then on to points leagues. We're looking at number one was LeBron. Two was Jokic. Three was Gobert. Four was Derek White. Five was Embiid. Six, DeJounte. Seven, Desmond Bain. Eight was Aaron Gordon. Nine was Anthony Davis. And number 10 was Jaron Jackson Jr. That will do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave a comment down below. Share it. Subscribe it. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.